Assalamu alaikum. It is Wednesday, the 18th of May 2022, and in our series Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number 314. And uh, Currently, we are discussing the meanings of the words of uh, verse 101 of chapter 2 of the Holy Quran, Al-Baqarah. And this is our second broadcast dealing with the words of uh, chapter 2, verse 101. Just to uh, remind you that... Uh, and Islam has an institution called Laser, the Hor Ahmadiyya School for Education in Islam. And these broadcasts are brought to you courtesy of Laser. Ahmadiyya Islam was uh, created, was founded by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib Rahmatullah And uh, he taught us that uh, <clears throat> although other Muslims say that after the Holy Prophet Muhammad other prophets can come, this is untrue because the Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet was Hatmun Nabiyyin and the Holy Prophet explained that by saying it means La Nabi Abadi, there is no prophet after. So now no prophet can come, whether it's an old prophet or a new one. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib also explained that his claim was in accordance with the Hadith that he was the reformer, the Mujaddid, which the Holy Prophet had said would come every now and then when Muslims have gone astray. And uh, <clears throat> he further said that the Hadith speaks of the uh, prophesies, the coming of a Messiah and Mahdi, and his distinction was that those titles applied to him. He was the Majaddid, who was the Messiah and the Mahdi. <clears throat> he also said that Muslims are hasty in calling each other heretics and kafirs and so on. 
the slightest excuse. But the Holy Prophet Muhammad he said that if one Muslim, if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima, you are not a Muslim, it's the person making that declaration who's not a Muslim. So we must not say to any reciter of the Kalima that you are not a Muslim. Hazrat Mirza Ulam Ahmed Sahib also taught that uh, other people believe that some prophetic revelation that the Holy Prophet received has not been included in the Holy Quran. Some that is included, uh, included in the Holy Quran has been abrogated, cancelled. But he said that Allah teaches us that He, Allah, revealed the Holy Quran and He shall stand a guardian over it. So when Allah is protecting the Holy Quran, how could any prophetic revelation be missed from it? And how can any prophetic revelation which is in the Holy Quran be abrogated? What does that say about God's majesty? And uh, of course, as Mizabullah Sahib stressed that jihad is a fundamental duty of every Muslim. But not the jihad advocated by people generally that you take the sword and you cut off the heads of non-Muslims. But jihad as defined by the Holy Prophet Muhammad who when returning from fighting said Muslims were returning from the minor jihad to the major jihad. And then explained that the major jihad is jihad bin nafs. Jihad with your own self, with your own soul, with your inner desires of greed and you know, so many others. That is the real jihad. Of course, if you're attacked with the sword, then you reply with the sword. Um, but the definition the Holy Prophet Muhammad definition of jihad is that primar primarily it is jihad bin nafs. So let's uh, turn to uh, what uh, we were considering. As I said, chapter 2 verse 101. Rasulum 
من عند الله مصدق لما معهم نبذخريكم من الذين أوتوا الكتاب كتاب الله ووأظهرهم كأنهم لا يلبون And the English translation is And when there came to them a messenger from Allah Verifying that Verifying that which they have A party of those who were given the book Through the book of Allah behind their backs As if they knew nothing So today we are going to look at the words min, rind, Allah and mufaddiqun. So let us start with that. <clears throat> min is easy in that it's a preposition. Prepositions are uh, a proposition connects a noun or a pronoun with the other words in the same sentence or subclause, and they can be uh, prepositions of time and prepositions of place. The man is on the platform. So that's a preposition, but a preposition of place. It's collect connecting the man, the now, with the platform, the rest of the sentence, the platform. And what is it saying? That the man is on it. And similarly, you have prepositions of time that explains or describe when something happened. Um, when it started raining, I did something. I came back home. I ran to the office. So, you know, tells you when you did something. <coughs> Not a lot more to say about that besides that. And then we have the next word. Ayind. And that has the root. Ayin. Noon. Dal. And two words are made from this. And... Uh, Together we find them in the Holy Quran 201 times, 197 times as Ayind and four times as Anid. So, and um, it means with, before, etc. 
and although translated as, as uh, such, well, I will come to the detail in a minute. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so, al Hamid, one meaning is that uh, the person who boasts, who's proud of, proud of, arrogant of it, he has his possession. Mo'anidun is the person who is arrogant about his possessions of this world. And uh, <clears throat> the Holy Quran describes su such people as uh, rebellious and ungrateful and so on. In chapter 50 verse 24, Kulla kafarin anid and every ungrateful rebellious person. So it takes the meaning of enemy. And the Holy Quran actually <coughs> uses this word, a derivative of this word in that sense. In Urdu we have a word called Anad and it's exactly the same word. Ana means, you know, your pride, and uh, but that's with an with a hamza. Anid with an ayn means uh, uh, enmity. So this is why when people say, why is it important? pronounce words correctly, whether it's Hamza or Ayn, that's why. So you can see. <clears throat> um, I mean an example is Qalb and Qalb. Qalb is a dog and Qalb is the heart. So it's a bit important that you pronounce the words correctly. Otherwise, you may go into a hospital asking for a heart doctor and they'll wonder why you've gone into a hospital for human beings looking for a dog, dog doctor. Anyway, to get back to uh, this word in chapter 74 verse 16, it is said, Innahu kana li ayatina anida. He is an enemy of our uh, science. <coughs> <coughs> the verses of the Holy Quran are called Ayat, which means God's science. So, <coughs> and really, some people, there are finer subtleties 
some people say that al anud means also means the same thing but the difference is that uh, anidun is the person who is an enemy of the truth and who opposes it and anudun is the person who just goes astray because you can have two things you know you can have someone going astray and just doing it quietly you know you belong to a political party or whatever uh, and you leave it and you go and join another political party and you just do it quietly you don't make a fuss about it you don't call the uh, television people round and you don't start uh, appearing in <coughs> news bulletins making statements against your political um, you know party and the same thing applies to uh, religion of course you know some people change from religion a to b and they do it quietly they don't make such a fuss about it and others you know they start screaming and shouting and i found the truth of this and that and so on um so there is this uh, forcefulness that is found in that basically it means that he went away from the right path he strayed he abandoned the right path but uh, <clears throat> as i was saying in nefaris for example says that the essence is not just straying from the right path but also forcefulness that he exceeds the bounds in doing that and he starts making speeches and writing articles and so on and so forth so is there anything else let me look in my notes and um, yeah all anidan is the camel that strays from the right path and so on the same expression is used for someone who uh, in traveling leaves his companions and goes a different way so uh, <clears throat> then in chapter 72 verse 16 it says inna uh, inna kana bi ayatina anid he is rebellious against our guidance against our signs against uh, our ayat okay next word is allah and uh, we have spoken much on this um, and i'll briefly summarize that uh, a lot of people and muslims as well muslims 
said that uh, if you look in some dictionaries that Allah is actually Al-Illah. Illah was the word for God and Al the, so the God. And this has been taken up by many best scholars of Islam who say that, uh, you know, uh, it's the God. But it was Hazrat Maulana Abdul Haq Sahib Vidyarthi who proved that uh, uh, this word can't be a combination of Ali and Illah. It is a word in itself, Allah. Because he explained that according to rules of Arabic, the letters of Arabic are divided into sun letters and moon letters. And uh, if you combine an Ali with a sun letter, you pronounce it in one way. And if you uh, uh, combine Ali with a moon letter, there is a different rule for pronunciation, which means that Allah will be pronounced as it is. If it was Ali Allah, it would be pronounced in another way. So it is great. And I mention these things to uh, for historical accuracy to show the reforms carried out by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad and uh, those who took uh, the bath on his hand because Hazrat Maulana Abdullah Sahib Yarti took bath on uh, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib's hand. Um, and um, corrected this important misconception. I mean, there, there are many other reforms that these made, um, but I mentioned this as an example. Because some, sometimes people say, well, okay, so what did you do? Um, and uh, that is one of the things. And the whole world is now coming to recognize that Allah is one word and not a combination of Al and Illah. Um, but I think credit should go where it's due. So the next word is Musaddiqun <clears throat> and it's uh, Triliteral root is Fad, Gaul, and Kaf. And we find 19 words made from a combination of those letters. And in total, they appear in the Holy Quran 155 times. Uh, this word, the, the, uh, the derivative, Sadiq appears 59 times and then what do we have then then 19 times we have musaddiq and then 15 times we have sadaqa and 14 times we have sidq and 10 times we have sadaqa and uh, eight times we have Sadaqat. 
sorry, sadaqat, looking at the wrong word, sadaqat. So, what is the basic meaning of this word? It's the antonym of kasaba. What does that mean? Lie. Asidku is the antonym of al-kizbu. And there are three conditions you have to fulfill for something to be uh, true. First of all, the statement you are making, that itself may be true. That there must be true. You see, the thing is, if someone tells you a lie and you repeat it, you are repeating what you've been told. But what you were told was a lie. Although you was, you know, so are you speaking the truth? You're not a liar, but you're not speaking the truth. It's like the people who said that COVID vaccine has a microchip that will be uh, injected into your body so that Bill Gates can know at any time where anyone in the world is. I mean, why he'd want to do that and uh, what he would do with such data, I don't know. Now, although a person passing on this information He's passing on what he's been told, but what he's been told was a lie in the first place. So, that's the first condition. The second condition is that you say it with your tongue. And the third condition is that you must believe it. You yourself must accept it. So, these three things. And sometimes uh, uh, you get uh, you know, such statements, uh, but they're, although on the face of it they sound like a statement, but they're actually questions. No, sorry, someone says Shahid is at home. Well, it could be a statement that Shahid is at home. Or depending on the way you say it, it could be a question. Shahid is at home. So, you know, we need to listen carefully to see whether it is uh, a question or uh, whether it is news being passed on. So we were talking about a simple being a true statement that is made truthfully and that is that you believe what you say. And if any one of these conditions is missing, then, you know, a person may not be a liar, but he's not telling the, the truth. For example, an, an obvious example, you know, uh, uh, Garfield says, Muhammadun Rasulullah. Muhammadun Rasulullah. Now the statement is true. 
But if he actually believed it, he would have embraced Islam. The fact that he is not a Muslim means that he doesn't accept it. So, there is one thing in his heart and another thing on his tongue. Now, the interesting thing is that once someone has declared the Muslim profession of faith, the Holy Quran does not call them kafirs. The Holy Quran just calls them hypocrites. And that is a very important thing to remember. And uh, so we have evidence of the Holy Quran that people who recited the Kalima, although they didn't believe in it, the Quran didn't call them kafirs. The Quran just called them hypocrites. But that is Allah calling them hypocrites, who is all knowing, not you or me. And then we have Sunnah of the Holy Prophet Muhammad that Hazrat uh, Osama, Ta'ala, during a battle, killed a man who recited the Kalima just before Hazrat Osama killed him. And the Holy Prophet was very angry and distressed. And Hazrat uh, Usama was very upset that he'd uh, uh, caused the Holy Prophet Muhammad pain and he tried to explain and said, Oh, Ya Rasulullah, O Prophet of Allah, he recited the Kalima just to save his life. And the Holy Prophet said, Ah, oh, right, so you cut open his breast and looked into his heart, did you? Which shows that even to the Holy Prophet Muhammad, even if someone recites the Kalima, at such a time, once he recited the Kalima, that is it, he is a Muslim. Unless he himself says, No, I'm not a Muslim or whatever, no one has the right. It's only God who will judge and decide. And against this injunction of the Holy Quran, this example from the Holy Quran, the people who recited the Kalima not believing it, the Holy Quran just called them hypocrites and not heretics and kafirs. Despite the Holy Prophet Muhammad's Sunnah, and direct statement, direct statement that once a person has recited the Kalima, you should take him at his word. We saw in Christendom that if you don't do this, then there were people uh, who, you know, there were trials heresy trials and, uh, you know, people were found to be heretics and they were tied up and they were burnt alive and, you know, church was deeply involved in this, especially the, the, the Roman Catholic Church and so on. And we look at the beauty of Islamic teaching. It doesn't say any of that. 
But unfortunately, generations that came after for political ends and so on, they took it upon themselves to decide who's a Muslim and who's not a Muslim and who's a good Muslim and who's a bad Muslim and who will go to heaven and who will go to hell. As if God had given us the right to make these decisions. And we're not worried about ourselves, but always about others. What about John? What about Peter? What about Zab? What about Bakr? So with that, I see that our time has come to an end. And I'll take my leave from you with the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep the whole of humanity safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz and goodbye.